why do you know why nobody sounds the same? Like to themselves, why you sound so different? It has to do with your ears. You yeah. hear differently. Yeah, yeah. You mostly hear through the vibrations of your skull. So the sound oh, of your no voice. Oh, wonder, no wonder mine <laughs> sounds crazy. Yeah. In your, your case, it would be echoes <laughs> in the skull. <laughs> Ethereal echoes. Oh, awesome. So welcome to Mom Fears My Podcast. Uh, my name is Mike. With me is my father, Alan. Hello there. And my mother, Barb. Say. <laughs> welcome back. Thank you. Um, sorry, that just that felt like a good place to start. With ethereal echoes in your head. Um, welcome. Hi. Hi. So far, so good with the New Year's resolution of podcasting every month. February's not over. Not, not, not over, no. <laughs> and we're here, we're here podcasting. Um, thanks for coming. You're welcome. Uh, last time Dad came to podcast, I got a, a wonderful delivery. Sorry, I'm just trying to silence my phone. I got a wonderful delivery of uh, Star Wars toys <laughs> that came out of the out of the attic at your house. Uh, seeing as how I'm a big boy now, 37, I should be able to keep my own Star Wars toys in my house. Yes, we're, we don't play with Star Wars. <laughs> Shouldn't have to store them. No, but uh, it was very exciting because obviously my, my two boys love Star Wars. And... Um, Right now, we sort of have a different line of action figures. They're these little play school action figures that are no less expensive than the big action figures. Of course but... not. No, they wouldn't be. <laughs> but um... but stupid looking, even even so. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to. They've already seen a couple of the figures that I have in in packages, and asked me about them. And I said, well, this is just a different series of figures, and I I fully plan on giving them pretty much everything I have because what am I going to do with it? That's the whole reason I kept it was either it was going to be worth a lot of money or I wanted my kids to play with it. So they actually are quite a bit of them are worth a lot of money, but are they? they yeah, they have to be in, they have to be in pretty good shape. Like I could sell all the old, you know, originals. From, yeah. From, from 77 to 84, like all those figures could sell on eBay for pretty decent money out of the package with rough play. Like, you know, somebody would, would still pay. Really? Oh, yeah. At least, like, you know, 3 to $5 per figure. And some of the ones that are more sought after, they would probably pay more. But there are ones out there that, you know, are still in packages and, you know, stuff like that that are, you know, hundreds of dollars for those I original figures. I think it's hysterical that your boys looked at him and said, what's that? They, <laughs> you're finally the old person. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, are these, what are these proportional action figures that you have? Um, but yes, because obviously they, you know, they, they know a stormtrooper when they see it. So when they saw that what's this well these are these are grown-up toys grown-up toys for yeah. grown-up boys right. yeah for grown-up boys um but yeah i'm not i i certainly was a collector but not not so much anymore now i kind of just want to give them to the kiddos and have them play with them but so today that's why i just wanted to start with this today you brought a trunk <laughs> Moderate size, a moderate size trunk. Yeah. trunk from the attic. 
that is also full of Star Wars figures. Um, in in mint condition, I might add, because they were never opened. In mint condition. These are. Oh, this is not full of Star Wars figures. <laughs> this is this the other trunk. No, the other trunk is empty. Have oh, you wow. taken them with you already? Perhaps. Probably. I believe there's a Star Wars lunchbox. <laughs> there's a couple of things. You know, most of them I probably already had. Oh, yes, yes, yes. This is the, uh, oh gosh. They did a collector's edition of The Phantom Menace. Oh, you remember how great that movie was? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this one, this one, I must have pulled the ones. That... <laughs> oh, yeah. That, Wow. There's a, a Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi All lunchbox right. with a cartoon Wicket and R two D two on it. Oh yeah, and a diecast Star Destroyer, and a Batmobile, which is very out of place because DC Comics doesn't have anything to do with Star Wars. Well, guys don't know how to pack stuff, so what can I tell you? No, not not that often. So that was a big letdown. It's I I completely thought it was full of the package Star Wars figures. So did I. <laughs> but no, it's got it's got my folders and books, and uh, I brought a lot of I brought a lot of boxes box. last time. Did you go through all those already? That's true. I did. They are uh, they were all loose figures. I mean, most of the vehicles and stuff. Some of them need repair. I mean, I have... I There was a... At a time, I took a bunch of these figures to Second and Charles, which buys used um, action figures. Not used, but they buy, you know, packaged ones, older figures. Um, so at some point, I grabbed a whole bunch and took them <gasps> on one of my Second and Charles runs. So not of the original ones. Ones that I started collecting when the prequels came out. Like, um. when I thought that having the... Star Wars figures again might be worth something. Jar but... Jar Banks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Jar Jar Banks is ever going to be a force of nature? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But there was some of those. Some of those were worth enough that you know you sold them back for whatever you bought them for, which is really it's good enough sometimes. Did all the Star Wars boxes with the vehicles come out of the crawl mm -hmm. space? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There were it was too big. big. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I had my ad at. And the Tiderian shuttle, all that stuff was in those boxes last time. Oh, the Adat Walker that your dad thought was our gray poodle under the Christmas tree and said, excuse me, when he kicked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I said, do you have to go out? <laughs> he asked the Adat if it had to go out. I see. And it obviously had already gone because it didn't answer me. So. <laughs> out of the corner of my eye, there's a gray poodle, there's a gray Adat the size of a gray poodle. So... <laughs> totally understandable yeah I, I i don't take i don't take any don't take any blame for that you weren't the only one to do that either i'm sure i did it and i know i know for sure alan did it once um i don't know some of them some of them are pretty damaged some of the vehicles are pretty damaged but they got played with a lot yes they did a lot but and outside because you used your stormtroopers that weren't packaged in the sandbox and set up scenes and yeah loved it i love i did we had the perfect yard for it there was enough area there was a sandbox so there could be tatooine there were there was plenty of grass and trees so that was endor and then uh, all we had to ever do was wait for it to snow <laughs> and i got to take the ad outside yep yeah so um 
I will I will take another look, but I there was nothing there was nothing to the left when I went in the one. There was nothing left to the left. No, I think I think that I had the packaged Star Wars figures in the trunk for so long that I just kept assuming it was in there, but I'm I'm pretty sure at one point I cleared them out because I had found Second and Charles and I was like, hey, they buy toys and it's actually like, they give good store credit. Oh, no. And it was a great place. You know, I w- we were rebuilding the book collection and all that sort of stuff, so. Having never opened it since the first time I tried to move it by myself, I just assumed they were still in there. Yeah, no, it, I mean, I I probably pulled them out and did a second and Charles run with them. Idiot. <laughs> well, it's okay. I probably wouldn't have gotten much more for them. Um, twenty years from now. Twenty years from now. <laughs> yeah, I would. It would just be more stuff that I have to leave to to Will and Jude, and be like, hopefully, when you sell this, it'll be worth money. Um, no, the only thing I'm collecting now are comics, and it's because they take up such little room. Uh, and I, the only comics I'm actually collecting is the Dark Tower series that Marvel puts out. <sighs> they started with, they started in chronological order. So they started with the backstory in book four, and did an adaptation of of Roland's backstory from Wizard and Glass, and then uh, wrote Robin Firth his like, you know, cohort in all the yeah. assembling of the yes. concordance and all that stuff for the Dark Tower. Um, she actually wrote a story, wrote out the Battle of Jericho Hill, which is one of the things that Roland just sort of mentions offhand. Right. In the di- right. He tells what happened in a basic roundabout way. But so then they do, did the Battle of Jericho Hill as a graphic novel. And now they have been adapting the books and they started with the Gunslinger. And there's, you know, a miniseries is like five or six issues. And they they're doing basically chunks out of the book so there are four miniseries that make up the entire gunslinger book adapted for comic books and now they've done they're not on to um wasteland yet but they're in drawing of the three so i think they just that actually except for when he okay spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> drawing of the three was my favorite i loved it Absolutely. And I, you know when you read a book and there's a character you're focused on, your mind automatically has to picture what he looks like as you're reading. Right. Clint yeah, yeah. Eastwood. Yeah. That's pretty, I, I, that's pretty popular uh, in general. There's, if you search Roland um, for images on Google... You find a lot of the art that's been done for the comic books, but then there are a lot of people who have photoshopped you know, Clint Eastwood in in Ab- cowboy gear in front of a dark tower. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of people that agree with that. And there's some people today that uh, I'm really happy with. I'm glad now we're talking about the Dark Tower movie. I'm sorry, Dad, just jump in anytime. That's okay. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm really happy with Idris Elba um, portraying the gunslinger because I know that I know what they're doing with that story is a slight twist. Um but there have also been there've also been a lot of people today that I think I think Vigo Mortensen would have been pretty good. Who's the guy from uh, Anson Mount? Anson Mount. Oh, Anson Mount. Yes, I was one. sure that he was like a no questions asked shoe in. Yeah, I was very surprised when I heard 
I mean, Clint Eastwood now is 82 or something like that. He's not going to He's not going no. to gunsling anymore. Yeah, he'd be on a burrow instead of a horse, <laughs> I'm sure. But Anson Mount was, was, would have been my choice. If you still... I like Vigo, too, though. I like, I like yeah. his... Yeah, he's cool. I like his stuff. Idris Elba is, like, amazing. He is amazing. I've seen him in so many different character situations. The yeah. Wire, am he's, I correct? Yeah, he's from one of from my favorite wire. shows, The Wire. We sit um, down about once a year and watch all Mandela. five or six seasons of that. Nice. Yeah. Mandela, I, he played Mandela in the movie Mandela that actually was released as he had passed away that day. Right. Real tough for his family, but he's pretty amazing and not bad to look at. No. <laughs> no, he's got. You know what the best the best trait about him for the gunslinger is his eyes. Like as much as they talk about Roland's eyes, and mm-hmm. I know there's like people have had issue with the fact that he's black and portraying someone who is very clearly described as a white honky mofo in the books. Um, but I like the fact that he's his eyes. He can do that stare. I think is is pretty key to be Roland. Um, and I don't know, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of hints through Stephen King that the movie adaptation that we're going to get is not really a true adaptation, like much in the same way that the concept of the Dark Tower is that there are many different levels and there are many parallel stories and that which is Stephen King's multiverse. He, that man is amazing. Yeah. So I think I think that the adaptation that we're getting is a is a purposeful alternate universe to the books of the Dark Tower. You know what I mean? Well, that's like interesting. it's not a true adaptation. So I think because there's also they've also been very open about the fact that Susanna and Eddie are not in this. Ah. Uh. Right, at, at least this first movie, there are no plans to put them into this first movie and it, so it's mostly about Roland and Jake, and it sort of takes place like there's there's concept art of them in standing in front of the, which is right. something from much later novels in the right, series. Right. So there's something going on that that this is it's a new beast somehow. So I don't know. I'm interested to see it. Last last I heard, it was actually supposed to come out on the 19th of February, and I don't know if it got pushed back or how far. Well, you have to I'll take me when it. you go. I would be the partner to go with. Yes. I, oh, absolutely. I sucked <laughs> those books up. Well, and I have, I I never didn't realize until we moved to Kennett Square how close Painter's Crossing actually was to here. Because, you know, we always used to go there from Oxford, and it would be a 45-minute drive, you know. And um, But I, like, the... the it, Katie and I went on a date and we got, you know, got the babysitter here early and everything. And it was just, you know, this is a couple of months ago now. But, well, the first time we took off there, we got there in like 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, oh, that's right. We're, we're so close to the dine-in movie theater. I just took Willet to see Lego Batman. To see Lego Batman, um, which is Will Arnett. <laughs> yes, you can roll your eyes, but at least uh, there were there were enough jokes for the adults that I very much enjoyed it, and I love Will Arnett anyway. But yeah, I well, took... let's face it: there were a lot more jokes in the original Star Wars movie that were gauged for adults, not yes. necessarily children, right here, right over their heads. <laughs> yeah, we took I took him as a 
as like a reward we do this um we do this tracking thing and like a part of me hates it because it's it's become part of his school um that that we like he gets smiley faces basically it's it's akin to a gold star except it's it's geared towards his behavior in a school in like the classroom following rules like he has a serious problem following instructions the first time and not speaking (laughs) not calling out um and so we basically figured out you know smiley faces and he doesn't you know it's it's more about a talking point like what happened at school what how come you got a frowny face here what happened talk to us about it okay can we talk about some ways to keep you know make you less fidgety how can we not call out how can we you know so it's really just a way for us to sort of track what's happening it's not a reward system but sometimes like it has become that when it's like look you like things start to go downhill and it's like if you get five days in a row with all smiley faces daddy will take you to see the new lego batman movie and we'll go to mcdonald's or whatever and get food oh that's awesome and and so and then he does it and i think for me at least the responsibility is then being like okay now look (laughs) you did it when there was a reward you know not just being like there's your reward and go ahead so i still try to make that a further conversation about you know how come you can how come you can do it when there's a carrot on the stick you know i don't know so it's it's been tough because i i want to promote the fact that he is so intelligent and outspoken and willing to question like i couldn't be happier that he's willing to question authority and his teachers even if it's his parents it's just that i don't know how to really fully instill there are times to follow the rules. Exactly. There's a balance for everything. Yeah. Maybe they use the smiley faces because those emojis have become so <laughs> widely used yeah. and it's more in his level of understanding than a gold star, you know, that's like, yeah. oh, why did I get a star off <laughs> yeah. the flag? Like, just because I did a good job. Yeah, it's basically a smiley face and a frowny face for each of his... Uh, sections that he goes to for school each day so it's like okay morning morning meeting you didn't you you raise your hand when you wanted to speak and you were respectful of the teacher you know you you weren't disruptive smiley face <laughs> and so then that's the next thing okay in math seeds how did you do well he was fidgeting he was talking he wouldn't you know do this he wouldn't follow directions so frowny face for math seeds and so it's it goes like that through the day and this goes back to the statement that I made. If somebody excels, there should be recognition, not, oh, I don't want to make the other children feel bad, so maybe if they just go to the bathroom and hit the toilet without hitting the floor, they get a smiley face. No, you have... You have... An obvious reward, and you are noticed for the good things you do. But let's not make it for everybody, because then what are the kids learning? It doesn't matter whether I do well. Sooner or later, if I hit the toilet and not the floor, I'm going to get a smiley face, too. That's (laughs) a very, very serious disservice to both types of children. Yeah. So that's a good thing. I like that. Okay. I like that. 
And he deserves a special day for that because that's, that's an accomplishment for him. Yeah, well... <laughs> and so he's rewarded, as yeah. he should be. All right, well, that's good. I mean, that makes me that makes me feel better. It just seems like... I don't know, it's hard. I, I, I want... I want him to be successful, but I also feel like there is there's a structural oppression in the public school system. I mean, also in the private school system. But you know, it's it's a don't get me scared on schools. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, hold on. All right, that's not helping. I'm just gonna make a lot of noise there for a little bit. You know the mother's mother's curse. One day you're gonna have one just like you. Yes, I've and now I've heard you'll it. know what your mother and father had to deal with because maybe he's more intelligent than you are, but Will <laughs> mirrors you perfectly. Oh snap! <laughs> I I mean I think she's right. <laughs> I take no offense. I think she just do that. (laughs) Not that all my children aren't extremely intelligent, but let's face it. He's got um, an artistic person for a father. And as far as I'm concerned, an excellent teacher. I mean, old school type teacher for a mother. What, you know, how could he not be intelligent? But we could not shut you up you always had something to say but you were kind of the youngest child in the house of older siblings and parents right and we went out of our way to teach you not only abc but the things around you like trees and birds and you were just knowledgeable in a lot of other things right. that maybe some kids that weren't. My goal in, in in life when you kids were young was I wanted to teach you everything. It meant it mattered to me. Right. It mattered to me, but you especially had to learn that there was a way to talk about all these things. Maybe you knew more than other students but still follow the rule, you're in a group, and there are certain limits. And I'm sure Willie gets that while he's in karate class, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. Discipline, self-control. It's one of the reasons, and I'm so glad that he took to karate because it's been another, it's just another example of a group setting. Exactly. Yeah, it's a little more fun, it's a little more physically active. Um, But yeah, he does... He's gotten a lot better about controlling himself in class in that scenario and realizing that as a, you know, the higher he gets in rank, the more younger kids will look up to him, Um, which he gets a lot with Judas, too. It's not that. But uh, he has a lot of trouble controlling his need to teach. Like he wants to show the low ranks how to do things, even if he doesn't know fully how to do them. And he gets the same thing in school. Like, he tries to give instruction to other children, sometimes when the, while the teacher is giving instruction. Right. Well, the, the, trying to help, the trying to help the ones that maybe aren't doing so well, you, all, all three of you children of ours, were, were taught, you were taught the same way. Right. But 
everything's a balance, like I said. You know, there's a time to do it, and then there's a time to say, okay, well, maybe, maybe I ought to wait till the teacher's finished teaching, you know. Dad wants to get in on the conversation. I he's, know. It just, that just here. sounded like a folk he, song. That's he's, all. It just sounded like he's a... sitting here like a phantom. <laughs> no, I no, I would just wish people could also see him because it's not that he's not commenting on what you're <laughs> yes, saying. Yes, yes. He, he, he is the silent partner in just about everything. Your dad doesn't need to speak to get his point across because <laughs> he's just... <laughs> Dad's... I, Dad's a good listener, and I, I honestly think being being part of being a good listener is is you know being well having spent. somebody won't shut up, <laughs> not being able to get a word in. Edgewise. I'm never coming again to do another. One. <laughs> Our listener will get tired of hearing me. I'm sure. <laughs> he loves me. He puts up with it, but he'd rather not have to. <laughs> He gets up and leaves the room to cough on everything. Okay, better better slow down, quiet down a little bit. <laughs> I don't have to go to the bathroom nearly as many times as I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> or, or take the dog outside. Oh, you have to go out? At that, do you have to go out? <laughs> Let's go out now. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Well, now it's time for Dad Fears My Trivia! Oh, no. And Mom Fears My Trivia! Or the, the Reds Fear My Trivia! I forget uh, what we did last time. Okay, okay. I'm ready. Are you? I'm, uh, we know. did something last time, and remind me to give you a copy of the last podcast, because you didn't get to hear it. I did not prepare trivia questions for dad last time and i went online to uh trivia.fyi which is uh, not a sponsor but maybe they will be someday um which is a great little just mobile device that has a lot of random trivia and i thought i found it as did the listener feedback that i got from our listener you got feedback from, i did from the listener <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um then it was it also seemed like it was much fair on dad much more fair on dad because there were no star well, wars he questions. Is, he is getting older so you have to be kind <laughs> <laughs> right there were no questions about um uh, star wars or or the dark tower um bark market bark market pearl jam <laughs> you would be proud to know uh-huh. that there was a song playing no idea what movie at the end and i called it pearl jam singing and it was and i immediately said michael would be so proud of me (laughs) okay go ahead dad trivia away funeral movie no (laughs) i have to play his ukulele record for you ukulele record does he oh yeah eddie better yeah he did a whole tour just him and and a ukulele yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> he knows. He every once in a while, it's funny. At live concerts, they do. Uh, he'll he'll bring the uke out, and like everybody goes crazy, and he'll play like two songs, and then he'll put it away, and he'll be like, "Okay, you guys didn't come for that." <laughs> like everyone's like, "Yay, one song!" All right, now back to yeah. even flow. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm just gonna. Ooh. All right. Question number one. Oh, let's, uh, so the, the rules, uh, you guys can just decide on an answer. Oh, what? Give him for a shot. Give, oh, okay. That's, that's how it'll tell. It is dad's fear most, fears my trivia. Yeah, and it'll be a way to decide whether he actually is smarter than I am. 
<clears throat> okay. Hey. Okay. So question number one. In hockey, what is known as a hat trick? Same person scoring three goals. Correct. Yeah. Excellent. Three goals in a single game. Three goals. Um, no clue. That's my answer. <laughs> good. Uh, let's no. Why is it called a hat trick? Did you say that? Why is it called a hat trick? I, because all the fans throw their hats out on the ice when it happens. That's where it got the name hat trick. Oh, <laughs> now cool, talk huh? about trivia. Hey, yeah. All right. I don't even want extra credit for that. I did. Sure. I will give you extra no, credit. No, no, I don't need it. I don't need it. <sighs> okay, I'm not asking you that. That's actually a Star Wars question. What? That's funny. It was a Star Wars question, but it was who directed Star Wars in 1977. Oh, I knew that one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Question number two. What was the name of the passenger train service created in 1883 that connected Paris and Constantinople? Give me a minute. Sure. It's coming. Do you want me to ask again? Um. You know I'm going to answer and say something stupid, but it's the only one I would know. What was well, the answer? A name. What Do was it? the name of the passenger train service created in 1883 that connected Paris and Constantinople? The Orient Express. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yes. Nice. <laughs> we two are, for two. Well, we are equally <coughs> intelligent so far. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> That's. Some of these are bad now. This is this is not going well. Um, for whom? <laughs> True. Um, here we go. Question number three. Uh, in which sport does the bowler deliver the ball to the batsman? Cricket. Correct. Cricket. Three for three. No clue. <laughs> I'm not even a sports guy. Come on. All right. Here's a gimme. Question number four. What catchphrase is most associated with the actor Arnold Schwarzenegger? Go for it. I'll be back. Correct. (laughs) Four for four. Okay. This will be fun. Question number five. The largest volcano ever discovered in our solar system is located on which planet? Wow. So Pluto's out. Yeah, I saw the planet there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> largest volcano would be on the largest planet, Jupiter? Incorrect. Okay. Saturn. Incorrect. Uh, blah. blah. The largest volcano is located on Mars. Ah. I was going to say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so was I, so was I, so was I. <laughs> well, Jupiter's like a gas giant, right? There's right. There's no, I mean, other than whatever metal is in the core of it. Mm. Yeah, but all those circular movements are storms, so I I had a right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good guess, but that's, uh, that's one down. Question number six. Yes, Right. six. What was the nickname for the Hughes H-4 Hercules aircraft... That made a single flight in 1947. Howard Hughes. 
You want to take that? No. Howard Hughes? You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Spruce Goose. Yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> awesome. The Spruce Goose. That's, I mean, that's interesting, but that's also not fair. Like, what's the, what was the name of the first pizzeria that ever opened in the United States? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Pizza One. <laughs> Straightforward. Hey. Yeah. Spades is fade, you know? Occam's razor. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's obvious. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh,. Question number seven. Which painter is credited with starting the Impressionist movement? Take it. Oh, I, got, I got the movie. Oh, shoot. The movie is his last name. name the guy that wound up splattering paint from a brush I can't starts with a C I think I have the movie it was played by my god what's his name is that even in the in the ballpark no No. okay Uh -uh. um no guess Claude Monet That was the next. (laughs) I kid you not. It always is. Next answer. I believe you. Uh, You were thinking of Jackson Pollock. Yes. And that's not. It's not really impressionism. I feel like that's abstract. Okay. That was an incredible (sighs) movie. Yeah. The man was a uh, whack. Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Harris. Exactly. He was. Almost, and by almost I mean a long shot, but he was almost uh, the titular white guy in White Guy on the Bus at Delaware Theatre Company. We had contacted his agents uh, and sent him the script, and he was interested, and then he just passed on it. But almost so 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 close close to meeting Ed Harris. So close to meeting Ed Harris. So close. Like, this was my favorite movie ever! Um, Because it was at the time. Woo! Uh, question number eight. Ready? Yep. Joseph Smith was the founder of what religion? <laughs> I'll let my religious guru take this one. <laughs> or not. No, no, no. I know. I'm, I'm wanting to say one word, but it's the, the religion that's based uh, in Utah. What's the, na- what's the temple called? Oh, big temple. Why? No, why can't I think of the name? Because you're under pressure. You're under pressure. It's tough. They started in the Salt Lake City area, the Mormons. Mormonism. I had a good one, too. Correct. I was going to say they're not morons, but they're... (laughs) (laughs) And you got it too quickly. (laughs) Sometimes the mind just doesn't let the word come out, even though it's in there, so... Right. That's my defense. Okay. Very good. Okay. Is that eight? Question number nine. Nine. All right. Question number nine. What are the ingredients in a Harvey Wallbanger cocktail? Oh, let's see. I'll even tell you there are three. Banana liquor. Main ingredients. Yeah, yeah, and it's been so long since I made one. 
didn't. Vodka. I don't remember what said except for the except for the vodka. banana liqueur. The, uh, vodka, banana liqueur, and something else that I don't remember. But they will knock you on your can. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. I've I've made a couple when I was a <clears throat> bartender. But, I uh, had a couple when I was in college. <laughs> awesome. Uh, very close. Two out of three. Uh, but we'll we'll consider it incorrect. It is uh, vodka Galliano, which yeah, is the, Galliano the, is the beyond, b- yeah. banana liqueur, and orange juice is the last ingredient oh, okay. in a Harvey Wallbanger. Right. Oh, but that's too, that's too <clears throat> nutritional. Who would have thought of that? <laughs> and question number ten. Thank goodness. Trivia.fyi has done its job. They really should be a sponsor now. Yeah, they they should. Uh, Which 1979 film included a spaceship called the Nostromo? Oh my gosh, Michael. (laughs) It came up. I had to ask it. Go ahead, dear. And I'll just agree. Oh, okay. Alien. 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 Correct. Alien. Very correct. I I like this thing. There are some... There are some pop culture questions, at least. There you go. Uh, from sci-fi. Awesome. Well, well done. Again, I wasn't actually keeping track, but I think you only got one wrong. Two. Harvey two Wallbanger. Wrong. Right. And uh, impressionist. Impressionist painting. My impressionist. Yeah. Not bad. I have I have one trivia question for you. Okay. Because I doubt very much whether you watch the movie. For all the marbles. What <laughs> is the name of the movie? Which quoted, you is kind, you is smart, you is special. Wow. Gag me with a spoon. (laughs) Oh, Steel Magnolias? No. uh... I say to my grandchildren all the time because I just love it. (laughs) Uh, Is it Moonstruck? The Help. The Help. Okay. I have not seen that. I just love to say it to my grandchildren. I think it's a cool way to start the day. <laughs> well, sure, yeah. It's very motivational. Oh, oh well, she's saying it to start the day, then I wouldn't hear it because I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and he won't watch the movie with me, which really makes me angry. <laughs> nope. Very good movie. True story. Of the help? Do tell. What's it about? (laughs) I can't remember the decade. (laughs) I can't remember the decade, whether it was 50s or 60s. But uh, a budding writer, starting out as wanting to work in a newspaper, decides to get... The Negro at the time side of the story as being maids, housekeepers, child rearers, and to show the lives they lived while they were made be the help for the white people, paid very little. Um, it's oh. Rich, and, rich people, not not just rich, white people in general. Rich, ignorant people, <laughs> you know, who thought nothing at all, but having 
bridge parties, tea parties. Right. The one uh, wife and mother um, was the first to want a law to go into legislation that there could only be colored bathrooms outdoors. They dare not use the white bathrooms in the house. Right. And uh, I think Adams, what's her name, Adams, played the the, uh, writer. And she actually turned what what was supposed to be interviews into a book, and it's a real book. Oh, that's awesome. It was wonderful. There's been, it's it's actually kind of, uh, kind of poignant with, we're doing White Guy on the Bus at Delaware Theater Company, and we've done... Like it's a, it's a story. It's a snapshot story about revenge, but there is definitely aspects of the public education system and wealth and poverty, and um, you know, uh, uh, oppression and white privilege and black prejudices, and like so. There's all this stuff sort of woven into a story that doesn't really say one thing or another, but um, it's what it's done is it's made some really great discussions that we've had talkbacks and community discussions after every show just having different people sort of bring um perspectives and and aspects into it and one of the one of the really good conversations that we sort of started about it was how um you know the 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 guy in the in the play is is sort of trying to help uh, the young black woman by by doing something that they did not agree upon, and he's like, "But no, this is for the better." And she's like, "No, you don't like, you don't you don't understand. Like, I get that you're trying to help me, but you don't understand sort of the the structural oppression that goes into well, yes. So you go from being slaves to being free, but segregated to being okay. Well, not segregated, but still separated, and like so, it's just just it's kind of just works on this slow, steady process that is always ongoing. But um, it's, yes, might I add while we're discussing the uh, particularly white race, black race? Oh, please! The current tensions <laughs> that are going on now especially with police and the public. Right. I have said many times to your dad, nobody has to agree with me. I'm just saying what I think. Charles Manson was really into the Beatles, helter-skelter. Right. And tried to blame the murders on the blacks wanting to take over. And I said, with what's on TV today... He is in prison laughing his ass off at all of us. It's really, really horrible and getting worse every single day. You know, they there's there's a lot of issues with how how things are covered. Like how some things are some things become a drone in the background. Uh, of of coverage and then other things are sort of blown out of proportion and made into spectacles and depending on what what the news outlets decide to make background noise mm-hmm. and decide to make spectacles like even from an audio perspective background noise eventually disappears and it becomes a norm so like when exactly. you when you're just like little story little story little story little story little story little story you start to it's 
ever present. It's indoctrinated into your lifestyle and you just don't hear it anymore. Right. Doesn't matter. So basically what we should do <laughs> is we should buy an island. Um, I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty. It's amazing how many islands there are around the world. We just need one that has no uh, trade embargo. Lost. So you, can, you can still trade with the places or just grow your own food and get a cow maybe. And let the world blow itself up as long as they're nowhere near our let island. Let the world implode. And no extradition. No. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I, th- <laughs> I think uh, I think that brings an end to Mom Fears My Podcast for February's, um, you know, child-rearing Dark Tower and uh, political edition. <laughs> I think this has been my favorite so far because... I think it brings some of the things to light that I think people don't really take time to think about. It's a shame. <laughs> now my now your father's doing his silent rendition of whatever the hell I he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Kumbaya. I think it was Kumbaya. Flowers it was something in feel my good. hair. Campfire here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my opinion is every, tell a joke quick. <laughs> everyone has their own opinion and it could be completely opposite another person's, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. There's no way to know who's right and who's wrong. There's too much gray now that's been created in between one end of the spectrum and the other. So you voice your opinions and you try not to hurt or quiet the other person because that's wrong right and with that seed of understanding michael is ready to say goodbye and uh we'll see you next month yeah we will yeah (laughs) well they won't see us all right thank you guys for coming thank you for having us thank you (laughs) thanks for bringing an empty trunk your father's sorry that he didn't get to talk again. You shouldn't ask me to come. You really shouldn't. I roll over and wake up. What a familiar situation. I see you putting on that makeup. Too many times that brush has touched your skin. You say we'll reach a day where everything we made is for each other. I just hate hearing myself talk. Well, welcome to my world. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!